0: Thanks for tuning in to McNamara on Money, a podcast about all things financial. On this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's not the case with callers we may speak to on this show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Listeners to this podcast should consult their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions we might make. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: And we're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. I'm joined this morning by recurring guest, Lara Shea, who's with Rivermead Life Care Community in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Good morning again. Thank you, good morning. You are such a wealth of information in this area, so I appreciate you being here again. We're talking about living and care options as you age. So we've talked a bit about CCRCs, which are continuing care retirement communities, assisted living, nursing care. We'll get into memory care in a moment and we'll talk about healthcare. I'm uh, sorry, not healthcare, home care. <laughs> home care and, and aging in place. Um, this is a call and talk radio show. So if anyone has questions for us this morning, 781-837-4900. All right, so we were talking, help clarify for me, you mentioned that we need a a grid for all the different options i'm feeling like we do need a grid or like a flow chart or something so maybe we'll work on that right do you have one of those for the people that you consult with for all the different care options if not we're going to make one together and we'll publish that
2: <laughs> yeah we actually we have one for river maybe because it's, it's so interesting you have the size of the apartment that you choose yeah and then you have the costs of the different pay options so if you want to do yeah. it traditional where you don't get any money re- refunded and 90% and then your monthly fee depends on that. So most communities do have grids. And I wanted just to take a second to say that because they're going to be really open about their pricing. So go talk to them, plan it it, for most of them. It's not on their websites, but if you go and just say you want to take a tour or just stop by to collect some pricing, they will definitely give that to you. So you can start to look in your neighborhood and what's affordable to you. And are you hoping for if you want something smaller, you want something bigger? Mm. Can you afford it? And that's good to think about before again, before the day you need it.
1: Yeah, it's nice that there are different payment options as well for people because yes. different things would work for different people. And I'm excited thinking about analyzing all that stuff on someone's behalf. Yeah. So that's exciting. So are all, so you said all CCRCs are, are most, if not all are buy-in models. Correct. So the models that are the rent, so are there independent living communities that are also just the rental model where there's no buy-in, but like a higher rent? And what are those called if they're not called CCRCs?
2: C- correct. They're generally just called retirement communities. Okay. All right. And in, in those cases, they'll either be independent in living and assisted living, or those two separated. Some buildings are truly just independent right. living, and, when you, and then if you need more care, you move. Or they can be just assisted living, and if you need nursing home, you move. Very rarely, actually, I can't think of any rentals that yeah. have all three in one.
1: Okay. Now, CCRCs
2: have all three in one, generally, but... Um, rental models are usually just one, the other, or independent living and assisted living.
1: Okay, and you were saying that the the rental model type communities generally don't have the same amenities that the CCRC would have. Where a CCRC is really, there's a lot of stuff to do, right? Is there like a community calendar, and there's like a lot in that community or in the area, right? For so more amenities.
2: Yeah, that's it. They generally just have, they have more grounds, more dining venues, bigger fitness areas, probably a pool, more activities going on. Now the rental models, they generally still have meals and activities, just usually on a smaller scale. So the CCRCs are a little bit more like a luxury resort. Okay. And then independent living and assisted living. It's going to be like a nicer hotel, not just won't have as much as a luxury resort.
1: Okay. Can we talk about cost, not necessarily dollars, but least expensive model, Let, let's ignore home care for a minute because that can be all over the place, depends yeah. on, on the type of home care and how much you need, right? But uh, if we talk about from least expensive to most expensive for places where people can uh, go to to live, right? Least expenses would, least expensive would be independent yep. living, You got it. And then assisted living and then nursing, skilled nursing. And then I don't know if memory care and skilled nursing are maybe on the same level in terms of cost or is it a big difference there?
2: Yeah. And I can break that down for you it it depends on a few things it's certainly where you live if you're near boston it's going to be on the higher end versus if you live on the western side of massachusetts or if you live up in new hampshire again it's probably a little less expensive than around boston but this will just give you a ballpark so for independent living depending on the size of the apartment you choose because that's really where the pricing is is different the size that you choose but it'll be anywhere from say four thousand to seven thousand a month to live in
1: independent living okay and are you talking, is this rental model or is this? Yes. Thank
2: you. a okay. are on your rental model. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yep. And generally with that money, you'll get the amenities on your campus and then you get a one meal a day and you get housekeeping once, once a month, twice a month, whatever they include. Okay. Okay, and then for assisted living in a rental model, you're probably gonna be anywhere between 7,000 and 9,000 a month. Okay. It depends on the size of the unit, but there you're gonna get three meals a day and you're gonna get care 24 hours a day. So they'll you ring your bell, they're gonna come in and take care of you
1: 24 hours a day okay and can i interrupt you for a moment so obviously with yeah. the pricing you're estimating for independent living that's like you don't have a roommate it's like your own place or place. or you could be with a spouse i assume you got it and see, is that the same with assisted living you just said about seven thousand to nine thousand a month is that like your own unit you don't have to share with anyone if you don't want to right correct okay
2: it is your own unit and okay. I, that is why assisted living has become so popular yeah. yep. because you're not sharing your space like skilled nursing okay and to go back to the spouse yes this pricing that I'm giving is more for one person okay but a spouse is always welcome and it's not double the cost
1: okay there's usually a second person fee okay got it thank you okay yep. and then for skilled nursing.
2: And then for skilled nursing, you're looking more at 10000 to 12000 a month. Okay. And the difference is generally you are going to have a roommate. Okay. So, in most people can picture in their minds what a nursing home looks like. Yeah. And generally it's two people sharing a room. And so, it's the most expensive for most people. It's the least attractive. It's not what yeah. most people envision wanting to go into. Of course. That's again, I'll keep encouraged that plan ahead. See you. Yeah just a living at least is the highest level of care hopefully that you'll ever need to get to
1: yeah most people then, in that think, if they do need to get to nursing care they're hoping it's well it's like a, it's a last resort right and hopefully not for a long period of time I guess I, I didn't mean it that way just they're hoping to delay that as long as possible right I think um, so I yeah. think because
2: it's two people in a room generally yeah. most people would like to defer yeah. that as long as possible or avoid it altogether. Yeah. Now there are places where it is a great option if you need rehab care if you had a a knee replaced or a hip replaced or a stroke or you've had a cardiac issue things like that you can go to skilled nursing for rehab and we probably won't have time to really get into that today but it's nice to know that it's there because people need that of course yeah and the other really important thing that nursing homes fill is that for Medicaid dollars, it is generally the only option for folks who are on Medicaid is to go to skilled nursing. So in Massachusetts, yeah. that's MassHealth, and they will pay for the cost. If you live on, if you're on Medicaid, they will pay for the cost of the nursing home. So that's a wonderful benefit. Yeah. So it is great to have those opportunities either for health needs or for financial needs, but generally most people with say, if I need care, I'd prefer to be in assisted living because like yeah. you said, you yeah. get your own apartment, your own furniture, yeah. you get to decorate and it's your own and yeah. your own bathroom. And obviously that's a strong preference for most.
1: Yeah. So, so on that note, most people, when I talk, these are conversations I have with clients at certain ages and, and their plan for long-term care. Most people envision staying at home forever. Yeah. And they, an ideal plan is if I need some help, either my family could help me and you and I know that the reality of that, it, of course, family steps in to help all the time. But if they're working, like the reality of how much help they can provide, the reality is a different story. Can be a different story, I should say. People envision living home indefinitely, of course. And, yes. <laughs> but there's a disconnect because most people don't wanna plan to set aside a huge chunk of money to pay for it. And most people elect not to purchase long-term care insurance that could pay for it or, par- or part of it. And many people wanna plan for, I'll spend my money and then I'll apply for Medicaid if I need to. But yeah. there's a disconnect there because it's not Medicaid, as you're saying, is not going to pay for what they envision. It, but I, but I think that people are just the last. And that's where there's this, it, It's it would be great if people planned for this more, but yeah. people don't want to because <laughs> they don't want to accept the reality of what, and of course, not everyone needs long-term care or, or assistance later in life, but a lot do. So yeah, that's where it yeah. can be. Um, yeah.
2: And it's really hard because if you, if Medicaid is wonderful that we have it for people who need it, yeah. but it is going to, if you have the ability to save, yeah. it's just give you more options to really yeah. choose that setting that you want to age in.
1: Yeah. Okay. Talk about memory care a little bit, options and, and cost relative to the other options.
2: Absolutely. Memory care is generally in that assisted living. So we've talked about assisted living quite a bit. And we always talk about it as if it's a different level of care. But really, it's the exact same thing. It's assisted living, but for those with memory loss. And that's the only difference. The, The physical setting you're living in is generally about the same. The care is 24 hours a day. You get three meals a day. You get housekeeping. But everyone who's living in the memory support neighborhood has memory loss, and the staff are trained for those with memory loss. So it's still an assisted living level of care, but it costs a little bit more
0: because there's generally more time with the staff. Hold that thought. We'll be back in a moment with more from today's guest, Laura Shea. We're back with more from today's guest,
2: Lara Shea. So where I said assisted living was around 7000 to 9000 a month, memory care assisted living is generally somewhere around 9000 to 12000 a month. Okay. So it's more expensive, but it's because the per- person needing care yeah. needs more guidance throughout the day and more support. And there are, just like I talked about, in those independent living, either in the CRC where it's all there, they generally have a memory support neighborhood in the ILAL communities, the rental communities, yeah. there's generally memory support, but there are also 100% standalone memory support communities out there. Okay. So if you have a loved one who needs that and you're keeping them at home right now and it's going great, still plan ahead because yeah. Yeah. memory loss accelerate. really yeah. only
1: accelerates. Yeah. It, only,
2: it always moves forward. Yeah. Okay. And one day the caregiver may not be available or needs progress. now they're wandering they leave the house at two in the morning and you might need to look at placement so it's really great to plan ahead know which one is number one on your list so if the day ever
1: comes you're able to make a a well-informed decision yeah that's a good point we have a caller lara so let's go to rich from duxbury good morning rich are you there rich from duxbury Uh, yes oh hi yes i can good morning how are you yeah, very good yourself. Good, thank you. What can we do for you? So I have a quick question. I didn't know if, if your guest could could speak about in-home health care. Yes, uh, as an option, and uh, what what those costs typically are, and and uh, obviously has benefits. And I don't know what the. Yeah, absolutely. We do we did want to talk about home care and aging in place. It's a good segue to that, Laura. Where do you wanna where do you want to start with this? Because home care can be all over yeah. the map, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Home care is a really interesting option. So home care can be in, in your private home, of course, but it can also be in any of these communities we've talked about as well, which is interesting. Okay. Home care can supplement care anywhere along the spectrum and for people we'll just talk about aging in your private home because i think that'll keep it a little bit easier but it's nice to know it can be in all these places but home care agencies they generally do some of them do just just personal care things like doing shopping things like doing cleaning preparing meals and then there's home care agencies who do all of that plus they do personal care um doing dressing bathing feeding grooming pretty much nursing care You'll want to look, when you're looking at the different home care agencies out there, just make sure you're interviewing for everything that you need. There's no mismatched expectations when you hire them. For a loved one who just needs a little bit of support, one hour a day, two hours a day, a few days a week, home care is a great option before moving to a community because it is more cost effective. However, once you start to get to several hours a day, and the person needs care four hours a day, six hours a day, throughout the day. Maybe it's becoming, you don't need them all 24 hours, but you need someone available 24 hours if yeah. they need help. Yeah, That's when it starts to become very expensive. Yeah. And generally moving to a community makes a lot more sense because everything is there and it's more cost effective because they're giving it to a whole group of people versus a single individual.
1: Yeah, there's also a different, with home care, there's also a difference between what you're mentioning is, is that called custodial care when that's like personal care or errands and things like that? But then there's also, if someone needs nursing care, that's like a whole nother level of cost, right? Yeah, and a different type of, maybe not necessarily agency, but a different type of person that would come into the home to be of assistance and and very expensive if it's needed for several hours a day.
2: You're yeah. correct. Yeah. It really, it, you know, when, if you're bringing in just a homemaker, it's relatively inexpensive. Yeah. But if you're trying to bring in a homemaker and then a CNA and then a nurse, yeah. I mean, you're recreating in your home everything we do in a community. Yeah. If you can afford, that's great. Yeah. And people do make that option. But for most people, it pretty quickly exceeds what happens in a community and a facility once you get beyond a few hours a day or a week. And so the other hard part about having care at home, especially when it exceeds a few hours a week, when you're really dependent on it is if you're having this in your personal home, someone needs to schedule all these folks yep. and someone needs to make sure if the agency is not able to fill a shift and no one's coming, that mom or dad is okay, yep. that there's food, they've got their medications. So you're, it can be a lot of work for the caregiver or for the, the adult child who's trying to balance this. They fill a wonderful gap, truly, for light, lighter care needs. But once they become heavier care needs, it's generally something that most people find to be too expensive and a little
1: too challenging to coordinate well. Yeah, and that's why I mentioned my sister-in-law earlier in the show, she's a care manager, That's but there's a but she charges a fee for managing stuff like this. So that's a, for families that can afford it, that's great. Whole nother layer of expense in addition to the actual care itself, but someone to manage the healthcare and the home care and all that stuff. There's a market for that as well, but that can be costly. But there are families that wanna pay for that and can afford it. And it's wonderful. That's a resource. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. What about we, we were talking about home care before Rich called in and he did drop. I think he just wanted us to talk about it a little bit. And thanks for the call, Rich. So we were talking about memory care, but is, is it, if someone has a cognitive impairment, but they want to receive care at home, it, it I imagine that's complicated and or and probably very expensive right cuz someone that has a cognitive impairment really would need like probably round the clock and right it, it care and then at that point certainly it becomes more cost effective to be yeah. somewhere else it, it, but
2: yeah it, once you need several hours of care a day it's generally more cost effective in a facility yeah. and the other reason why uh, moving into a community is a really nice thing uh, is because it, When you're at home, after a certain point, your social life and being around other people really starts to get smaller and smaller. You start to really get more reclusive because the only people you're seeing are generally your caregivers, and then maybe you spend a lot of day alone because the caregivers aren't always there. So a lot of times, there's a lot of social isolation Uh when you live in a private home. So not only does the cost become a factor, but becoming isolated from your peers also becomes a factor. And I think so often we actually forget about that part. It's so easy to yeah. spend the time on the money because the money is such an important part. But social isolation, yeah. isolation, and of course we saw that a lot during the pandemic, is very real. And so getting people around their peers and um, just seeing other people in the dining room and hearing activity in the hallway and just yeah. knowing that someone's there all the time is uh, does lead to most people feeling a lot more fulfilled in their living setting. I will say most people who have gotten care at home and then they've moved into one of our communities has said, I wish I had done it sooner. And so they saw that mom was lonely, your dad was a little depressed. And so often being in a communal Uh. setting helps a lot.
1: That's a really good point. I can think of a conversation I had with a client that was looking at a community for herself and she didn't need any assistance, but she was just thinking ahead. And she made the comment like that the longer you live, The more of your friends and maybe not necessarily the family, but the more of your friends die off and then start to pass away, and you get more and more lonely the the longer you live. And that's a really good point. And she was looking at one of these communities because she's most of my friends have died. And (laughs) she's just like looking for many of us are social animals, not all of us, but many of us need that community. So it's great that these are an option. And and it's, it really is. It seems like there's a lot of options (laughs) for, for elder care. Um, yeah. in terms of these communities. And I know they're all different and they offer different things and levels of care. And some of them are real communities and so, or some of them, and some of them provide just maybe one level of care. But it seems like there's been a lot of constru- new construction and a lot of places popping up, at least in, in my area. And I'm assuming it's the same where you are in, in Southern New Hampshire. And, but right, we have the baby boomers that are aging and it seems like there's a lot of options, right? Can you actually talk about that a little? And I know it just in general, at least where I live, we have like housing shortages are there. What's the availability like in maybe in your community, Rivermead, but also in other, just in general, is it hard to find places or is there like plenty of availability? Cause these places are all over the place now.
2: Yeah. I love that you brought up how many options there are because this is really an industry that has seen the baby boomers coming for a long time. Yeah, So they've been really teasing out where do they want to build and how many do they want to build? So they are popping up. They're really coming up everywhere. And they're becoming more interesting because back in the the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, not all of the same. They're like this country club way that you, that you retired. And okay. They had their dining rooms and they had their pools and they were all about the same. But as time goes on, they needed to distinguish themselves okay. to attract people. And so if you look around now, there's going to be places that gravitate to people who are really physically active. They want to golf. They want to have pickleball. They want to swim. And so you'll have communities with a lot more of that kind of recreation. And then if you look at other communities, LaSalle Village, for example, they focus on the educational element and being oh. able to take classes at the college and so that's one where they're distinguishing themselves that way then you have other ones that will have a religious affiliation and they say we want people of a certain faith and they want to age together and then you could get even bigger if you look down in South Carolina Jimmy Buffett has a retirement community and oh, wow. know, we all probably know Jimmy Buffett just passed away last week but there's a community it's called Margaritaville and it's for people ah. who want to party. And oh, like my God. <laughs> and They're not going to go sit in a rocking chair like they yeah, want yeah, to go yeah. to and they want to dance. And then you have the villages it. down in Florida and the villages is this massive city yeah, at this
1: point. I've heard of, that. of yeah. retirement.
2: And like maybe that's attractive. It's not a cookie cutter like it was when our industry was in its infancy. Now we are growing so that people have choices. It's almost like picking a college. If you really yeah. want to look at it that way, you should tour them and you should pick the campus you like and the amenities you like and the cultural values that it has. There's even a Zen community being built out in California. Of course for there is. kind of lifestyle. Yeah, Baby boomers generally, just going back to them, I would say they want choice. They want options. They want to be able to pick. And I think the industry has really done a good job looking forward and saying, okay, we're not going to be the retirement community your grandmother lived in, yeah. we're going to be what the baby boomers want. So it's a really fun time to be in this industry, yeah. uh, to work in it and, and seeing all the places it's going. There are a lot of options for folks.
1: Yeah, and I you mentioned it's like picking a college. I was thinking that as well. It's complicated. There's a lot of options. There's different niches, right? But I, are there people that help families with this? Besides like people yeah. in the communities themselves, are there independent consultants? And if not, I feel like you should start your own business and be one. But <laughs> Are there, how do people, I, actually we only have a few more minutes before we have to wrap up. But I guess under that heading, what are good resources for people? Where dis, where should people start? Are there like, I know there's elder services. I know there's I, mass.gov has some resources. Like where, where should people start to get information
2: yeah it's really just starting online and really just that basic google search you'll see things online like a place for mom yeah and that, that's a consult they refer people to communities the individual okay. does not get billed for that but the community does oh, and they okay. only refer you to places that they partner with that they're guaranteed to get paid from okay. so that that's a place people can use but it doesn't give you all everything okay they, they only work with who they some, are contracted to work some with.
1: Some conflicts of conflict. interest there, but okay, not a bad yeah. resource, but some conflicts of interest. Okay, yep. yeah. Yep.
2: yep, and then there certainly are state agencies, and but those generally are for people yeah. who have, funding can be an issue. Okay. Maybe medical care is a little bit uh, okay. harder to find the right place, so the state will get involved. But I would say, unfortunately, there's not a lot of good just hiring a consultant yeah. and helping them find it. But the good thing is- yeah there are just so many resources online and just what you're looking for and the area you want to live in is a good place to narrow it down to start. If you want to live in Florida, just honing in on an area in Florida and going from there, Yeah. but call them, take tours, Mm -hmm. take your time, ask lots of good questions, ask to see their financials. If they're not open with you about their financial health, Probably not a place you uh, want to move into. Okay. You want to move into a place that is going to answer your questions and be really candid and give you everything you want. So if you're not comfortable, yeah. go to someone like Alyssa, who can really look at the numbers for you and make sure yeah. that they, they're in good financial health. You are putting literally yourself in their hands. Right. Make sure you're in good fiscal hands.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Lara, thank you so much. You are a wealth of information regarding aging and living options as you age. Thank you. This has been Lara Shea with Rivermead Life. Care community in Peterborough, New Hampshire. You can find out more about her community, which is a CCRC, at rivermead.org. Uh, Mead is M E A D. Laura, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed. You can find out more about me and my practice. I'm a financial advisor. We I, we didn't get into that much today, but I love the number crunching and the figuring out of affordability, and that's where I can come in when it comes to living options for you or a loved one as you age. And you can find out more about me at com or McNamara of the Merrimack.com, as we do have an office in the Merrimack Valley. Laura, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Oh,
0: thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Me. All right, bye-bye. You can find McNamara on Money on all the major podcasting platforms. New episodes drop every Monday. Tune in weekly for everything you need to know about making smart financial decisions. Subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode.